Hello and welcome back to the Humble Adventures podcast. My name is Ethan Essig and I'm your host. I'm here chilling with my brother Noah, who seems to be more like a co-host and or only guest that I ever have, but do have some cool guests lined up. And then our friend Caleb over here, and I just gestured to him as though you could see me. Um, Alright, so Noah and I just got back from a nice long trip to Badlands, Yellowstone, and Tetons, all national parks, for those of you who don't know. And we're going to give you some of the highlights of that trip. We're going to save some stuff uh, for some conversation with our friends Matthew and Andrew, who also went on this grand journey with us. Unfortunately, when we recorded with them out in the, uh, out in the national parks, it did not pick up. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a really fun trip. I uh, had a lot of fun. The beginning of the trip was certainly arduous. I mean, we left at 3 a.m. For those of our listeners who aren't assholes, what does arduous mean? <laughs> arduous? A- A-R-D-U-O-S. <laughs> and it means difficult or hard. Often used before the word journey or adventure. <laughs> Mostly known by people that have, I don't know, companies, LLC'd under their names as adventure or journey. Now I look like the asshole. <laughs> Alright. Now that we got that out of the way. Not uh, family friendly. Yeah. <laughs> not fa- oh yeah. Not family friendly. So the, yeah, the beginning of the trip started in Kansas City. At a bright and early 3 a.m. No, not bright. Not bright. It was, it was still dark out. <laughs> before, I did a pretty good job of getting sleep before this. Uh, me, not so much. Yeah, I took a nap right after work. Um, I did what I had to do to take that nap. And then... <laughs> and then... Uh, That's a great segue. Not family friendly. <laughs> And then I woke up, had dinner, hung out with Alyssa, went back to sleep for like three hours. So I ended up getting like seven hours of sleep. Noah got like a solid two. Yeah, it was like two and a half hours of sleep. I woke up immediately unhappy with the fact that I I was going to be in a car. And little (laughs) did I know, I was actually training myself for a a moment later on in the trip when I'd have to be sleeping in the car for realsies. Yeah, you just, you straight up could not fall asleep. Yeah, I could not fall, don't ever try to listen to Malcolm. Yeah, I was about to say, that was the funniest stuff. Um, Yeah, I was listening to Malcolm Gladwell's book, Outliers, and it is just, if you're trying to take a nap, but then you're like, this this voice is too good for a nap. It was not that. Yep, that's for me what it was. But for, I was driving, so to for, for me, don't listen to anything that's remotely interesting while you try to fall asleep because you'll always want to know what the guy's saying next because you're always waiting to like, hear him say something that you're like, oh, that's stupid. Now I can actually stop listening. Mm-hmm. Malcolm Gladwell, sadly, mostly just has interesting things to say. This podcast is brought to you by... <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I love doing that. Every sponsored, time... sponsored in part by... Every time we bring that up. So yeah, we left that early. What time did we get to the Badlands? Whew, I want to say we got there like right around noon. 
Like, it was, it was almost exactly mm-hmm. noon. Because I, fe- I ended up falling asleep, like, later on in the morning. And uh, we stopped at we stopped at this place. Um, I don't even know what it was called, but it was just, like, one of those gas station, like, knickknacks shop combination places that you can get, like, kind of your touristy items at. And Ethan ended up getting a nice, like, wide-brimmed hat. Yeah, I should be wearing that right now. <laughs> you really should. He's actually going to get up and go get it, folks. Uh, and uh, I I got a couple of uh, horsehair bracelets um, for some friends of mine, and one of them was for Ethan because he begged me for it. And uh, then we went ahead and pushed onwards to the Badlands, yeah. and uh, <laughs> he actually went and got the hat. We'll, we'll put this on some... Instagram TV. You know, I'm looking to get on that platform. But anyway, continue. Instagram TV? Yeah, yeah. I'll show you later. Okay. Uh, so we pushed on and finished up the drive to Badlands. And, and when you get into the Badlands coming from uh, come from the east, you basically like end up right around where there's like a scattered few like mile-long trails um, that basically go into the canyons of the Badlands and we stopped there to kind of take a moment and like gathered gathered our stuff and figured out like what we were gonna do for the day. Yeah, it was the cool thing about the Badlands, and I'd been there twice. Noah had been there. I guess technically I'd been there three times. Technically Noah too. It was like our first national park when we were really little. It was a drive-through, so we didn't really appreciate it. Yeah, I don't even remember it. Yeah, so. Anyhow, the this time we were actually going to be there for a good good amount of time. So we really took a look at the trail system and where we wanted to go. Found out there's like 20 miles total. Yeah, Badlands. I mean, if you're like if you, if you've ever run a marathon, you go to the Badlands and knock it all out in one day, no problem. Yeah, which was cool. Because what was the trail that we did? Castle Trail is like 10 yeah. miles. Mm-hmm. And then there's Medicine Route Trail or Medicine medicine Something Trail. Yeah. And then the last one is like, uh, it's an S word. Can't think of it. Can't think of it either. Um, so the, the Medicine Loop Trail and the Castle Trail, what was cool about those is it's just, you feel like you're in legit old western prairie which you are, and it's it's just kind of a crazy scene. It's not an incredibly difficult hike, but it is a pretty relaxing scene to be a part of. Yeah, there's not a lot of uh, elevation change, so as you go, you kind of get the sense that, like, this could just stretch on forever. Mm-hmm. The, the interesting thing, I think, about elevation change in a trail is that it gives you perspective as to where you were and you know where you're going to be going back to. When everything's just flat, you're like, I could get lost here, but like <laughs> in the same square mile for like hours. So true. We did see some interesting characters on this trail. I saw one guy, he had his headphones in. I'm never a fan of headphones in on the trail. So if you do that, I fucking hate you. But <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> hashtag JK. Hashtag Humble Adventures. But... He had his headphones in, he was 
just and I just saw him from a distance and he's just bouncing around. He's just like swinging his body, having a good time. Just the first thing that popped in my head is this guy's on some sort of psychedelic. For sure. Hundred percent. Yeah, there's just no way around it. Hey, he was really happy to see us though. Yeah, but he didn't even realize we were there until within like five to ten feet. True. But at the same time we did also talk we did also talk about uh the the times at which it's okay and not okay to be wearing headphones on the trail. And and I think that's a pretty interesting conversation. Because it's kind of like, if you've done the trail before, then you, you kind of get a pass as to how it is you want to enjoy it a second time. Because maybe you were like, oh, if I was listening to this song, like this moment when I come across this ridge or when I round this bend, like, it's going to be epic. It's going to be just super fucking awesome. And so you're like, I want to try that. And you put your headphones in and some guy like Ethan walks around the corner and sees you and he's just like, you're the scum of the earth and I hate you. And you, you don't yeah. necessarily deserve that. <laughs> Not necessarily, but <laughs> I don't want to get off on the headphone topic too long. But, you know, in the Badlands specifically, rattlesnakes. Can't hear a rattle if you got headphones in. Yellowstone. Couldn't hear a bear. Couldn't hear a bear. Pack Actually of wolves, debatable. rabid moose. I feel like, I don't know, I feel like a bear would probably be able to pierce through headphones. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, headphones or not, you're kind of fucked with the bear, but the snake, the snake, that could help you for sure. But let's move on from the headphone conversation. Okay. So where, where do we stay that night? Then, oh my God. <laughs> okay, so basically fulfilling, <laughs> fulfilling one of Ethan's childhood fantasies, uh, he, he, he turns to me in the car after we've gone to like the visitor center store um, and he, he just goes, hey, do you want to sleep in a teepee tonight? The KOA, uh, Campgrounds of America, they have two teepees available, and, uh, I really want to sleep in one. And I was like, well, I don't know if I want to sleep in a teepee. And then you go, well, like, I may or may not want to reserve them for however many dollars. <laughs> and... <laughs> $57 at the Badlands KOA, <laughs> and this podcast is brought to you by. <laughs> so so he tells me we're sleeping in a teepee tonight, so I'm immediately like, okay, well, then I don't have to do anything instead of camp. It's automatically going to be like an easy time. Mm-hmm. So I think from the hike to the store, we go and drop all of our stuff off at the camp, right? We go there and, like, drop all of our stuff, and then we actually go get dinner at the mm-hmm. restaurant. Yeah. Pretty good restaurant. The food was uh, was pretty decent. I mean, yeah. like, I, I can't even remember what I got. And we both got steaks that night. Yeah. Just wanted to eat, like, a, like a quality meal before we knew that we were going to be, like, in Yellowstone eating whatever the hell we could, basically, uh, yeah. from the general stores there. And, uh... Pretty quality meal, and we go back, and we play a round of uh, mini golf. Oh, yeah. That was pretty funny. <laughs> they had mini golf at the KOA, 
This is the jankiest mini golf setup. <laughs> it's like if you went to mini golf after the apocalypse and you're like, <laughs> I, found, I found two clubs in a ball. You want to go? It's what Rick and Carl in The Walking Dead went and played <laughs> mini golf on. Yeah, it's like Carl's birthday and Rick's <laughs> like, what, can, what do you want to do, son? Uh, I want to pretend like it's, there's nothing wrong. Oh, uh, that's so true. <laughs> now they're never going to sponsor this podcast. Isn't it because, isn't uh, what's his face dead now? Yeah. R.I.P. Carl, worst character ever. Um, Spoiler alert. That the Asian guy? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Rick's son. Okay. Um, <laughs> Coral. Coral. So, yeah. So, Ethan and I uh, wanted to put a wager on the game. And at first, it's looking like I'm going to lose. And so, the wager becomes who builds the fire <laughs> that night. I didn't want to say Ethan Welshed on this bet. Uh, and I start losing super hard at this mini golf game because Ethan's a pretty decent golfer. But we get to the last hole, and, like, the last hole is just – or, no, we got to a hole where Ethan tried to take a chip shot shortcut and mm. ended up, ended up yeah. like, scoring, like, a 9 or a 10. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he got put way behind me. And I started, yeah. I started hitting par or, or lower on the holes after that. So he was just – Totally fucked, basically. And we get to the last hole, and he's just like, all right, all or nothing, if I can like, if I can get this in. Because the, the last hole is you either get it in, and it goes in the hole, or you miss, and it eats your ball, and you have to go buy another one. And so he was like, if I make this in, then you lose. And if you make it in, I lose. And so neither of us made it. So it was just whoever had the better score, and I had the better score. And so we get to camp, and the first thing Ethan says is, hey, man, I really need to take a shower. Like, uh, can you make the fire? <laughs> so I ended up making the fucking fire that night. <laughs> he 100% Welsh on the bet and then made me do the thing he was Dude, supposed I, to I do. totally forgot about the bet. That was a good fire, though. Literally no shot. No, it was good. But, you know, we got quality sleep in the teepee. And what was in the teepee? It was two leather futons. Pleather. Those were not. Those were not real. I think they were straight. Oh yeah, they just got tanned off of like they. they yeah, off bison. the cows in the other field. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They they took down a couple of bison, tanned their hides, and then turned them into recliner comforters for someone. Yeah, they were pretty comfy. No, why don't you tell them how you slept that night? Oh my god. So I uh, I brought what is probably most aptly described as a, uh, a a kitchen towel of a blanket. It covered maybe 40% of my body, and it got pretty cold that night. And since I didn't bring my sleeping bag out because I didn't want to unpack it just to uh, just to sleep with it on this futon, I, uh, I had, like, this piece of crap blanket. <laughs> and it got really cold. It got really cold pretty fast. Yep. And Ethan had two blankets and was as cozy as possible. It and was I, fantastic. I, I lay there on this futon for, I don't know, three or four hours just freezing my ass off, catching as many, like, like few minutes of sleep as I could in between, like, moments of just absolute shivering trying to warm my body up. I, it's funny that you're like noticing this just now because this has been has been the entire yeah, time. Yeah. But uh, 
as uh, as the night wore on, I uh, kind of just sucked it up, as I would have to many times on this trip. Uh, and I put my jacket on and slept through the night. Woke up. Ethan's like, hey, what's wrong? <laughs> I immediately just like, oh, I don't know. I, I couldn't fucking sleep last night because it was so cold. There's no chance of me being well-rested at all. Well, you know, I always come prepared with two well-made blankets <laughs> rather than one poorly made one. Literally but, like a blanket you find on the street that you're like, I could clean this off. Yeah. Dude, but the next day was great. Yeah, well, the next day was really good for sure because we, yeah. we went back to the park. Yeah, it was a travel day, so we drove, uh, Matthew and Andrew live in Atlanta, so they both flew into Rapid City, so we had to pick them up at different times in Rapid City, so Noah and I, like, time-wise, it was just better to stay in the Badlands, and what we did the rest of that morning was pretty much, we just did the short trails, knocked those out, um, we got up, watched the sunrise, yeah, um, by the way, if your family member is concerning you with the inability to determine whether or not the morning is the sunrise and the evening is the sunset, <laughs> you should find them medical help. Ethan, literally, for seven days straight, could not get sunrise, sunset squared away in his head. <laughs> He called the after, like in the afternoon, he'd be like, "Yeah, it was a really good sunrise today," and and then uh, he'd be talking about later on in the day, like it's gonna be a good sunrise, like sun sunrise photos at night, and in the mornings he'd be like, "Yeah, I can't wait to get a good sunset shot," and it just like it blew everyone on the trip's mind. Matthew and Andrew will absolutely attest to this, like he just could not get it right. You know, we all have our moments. Yeah, you had several. Anywho, no, the morning was good. You know, we took the jet boil out. Uh, oh, had, my God. Yeah, dude, had some Alpine Stark coffee, watched, yeah, the, watched the sunrise. Yeah, you know, so, it, was it was a struggle. Yeah, so uh, this is how it actually happened. <laughs> so Ethan grabs, like, the mugs and the freaking instant coffee packets, and he's like, hey, no, like, let's make some coffee. And I was like, cool. So I grabbed my mug. And, like, put on my sandals. But we eventually had coffee. Right, right, right. But this isn't the important part yet. We, like, we go out there. And Ethan's, like, getting ready to set up so he can take shots as the sun comes over the, uh, the like, more mountainous area of Badlands. And, like, I get out there and he's like, where's the jet boil? Like, where's the thing that's supposed to heat up the water for the coffee? And I'm like, it's your thing. Like, what do you mean? It's your jet boil. <laughs> like, why would I grab your piece of equipment for you? You, you knew what we were doing. You knew I was hustling to go get the shot. Well, no, no. Here's the thing, though, is that two days before when I asked, should I bring, like, my pocket rocket and, like, that whole fuel setup? You are like, no, we got plenty of, like, we have we have your we have your Coleman, we have my jet boil. Yeah, dude. And I was like, oh, okay, for sure. But, like... The thing was, it was very obvious that, like, the jet boil was yours and your oh. responsibility. Yeah, see, I didn't perceive it that way, you know what I mean? But, uh... Yeah. Anywho, so the morning in Badland, it, it was beautiful. Yeah, it was. It was... It straight up, I mean... Changed you know, the way that I saw the Badlands. Yeah, I mean, I had just a phenomenal appreciation for it after that. I mean, 
we were able to see pretty much every landscape that the park had to offer yeah, in those couple hours we were going around. Yeah, if you ever if you ever think that like a national park doesn't deserve the status of a national park, you're probably wrong. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a really good chance that you're wrong, and there's a really good chance that you're wrong because you haven't gotten to experience it at the right time. Yeah. I mean, it was... It was epic. We uh, we hung out in that cool little spot that we found, drank the coffee, and then we actually got to see the bison herd in the park. Yeah, from a really far off distance, but yeah. you know it counts. Yeah. Well, I had that giant telephoto lens, so yeah, that so, was helpful to some degree. Yeah, visible at a distance of like what a mile. <laughs> yeah, visible at a distance. Of a mile through 500 millimeter lens. Yeah. So, um, but still awesome. So, yeah, we headed out that first day. I don't know, not to go into too much detail on like every day. So, why don't we roll through some of the highlights of kind of the other two parks? Ooh, um, I don't know, man. This might be a good, a good spot to pause and then talk about what we want to talk about next. Okay, we'll be back in three, two, one podcast. You know that the three, two, one was recorded, right? Yep. Holy crap. All right. <laughs> and we're back. Yep. So this is going to be part two to the episode. We hope you guys enjoyed our discussion about the Badlands. So we're going to now transition to talking into our last day of the trip. So our time at Cascade Canyon. Yeah, it's a pretty interesting transition. Um, but I think Cascade Canyon had a similar story for us because Badlands was a big transformation in how we saw it because we really went there like knowing that it wasn't going to be our favorite part of the trip. But we, <laughs> why are you laughing so much? We, I clicked the red button. Okay, okay, there was a technical difficulty there. Uh, yeah, cords got unplugged, all sorts of stuff like that. But what I was saying was that uh, the Badlands had a similar transformation uh, in how we perceived it that, as the Grand Tetons. So they had a, a very similar story in terms of the theme of them, in terms of us seeing them differently. Now we've been there more than just the time we had before together. And I think that uh, basically it puts into perspective the idea that like you can go to the same place multiple times with the same person, but if it's a place of like true immensity and just amazing beauty and so much diversity, you'll always get a different experience. I think that places like Yellowstone and the Badlands and really any national park um, is deserving of that kind of like designation of being the kind of place that you can go to with the same person every week and you'll always experience something different as long as you're willing to. Yeah, for sure. Um, Grand Tetons and Yellowstone definitely get that mark. So... Now that we got a good intro from Noah, we'll kind of just break you down into the day. But a little bit of history on uh, ca- the Cascade Canyon Trail for us. So when was the when was the first time we did it? 
So we did it in 2015. Okay. And uh, we had just gotten done with Yellowstone, and we had just done the Mount Washburn hike. And it was a pretty important hike, uh, especially leading up to Cascade Canyon, because Cascade Canyon was so amazing. Yeah. And Mount Washburn for us was like, we tried two days before in Yellowstone, and both days it was just way too terrible weather for us to actually get up the mountain. And so this third day, we were just it's so excited that we finally had a chance to do it. And, like, Ethan uh, just blasted the first three miles all the way up to the top of the mountain. Like, he was – we were basically going at a pace of three miles every hour. That was all – like, we, we got up the mountain in about an hour and ten minutes or so. And to put in that into perspective, I would say it's probably reasonable to do – two miles an hour, if not, like, one and a half, and finish the ascent of the mountain in two. That's, like, still pretty fast. But we killed it, and we get up there, and Ethan discovers that he's, like, put holes in the back of uh, his heels, and he's bleeding from his heels now. And I, like, have a great personal moment uh, defecating on top of a mountain. <laughs> that's pretty family friendly considering the rest of the language we've used yeah right <laughs> um, I should just say I shat on top of a mountain it was awesome um, so we we get back down the mountain and then we drive to Grand Teton National Park and the like first thing we think is it's crazy that we got a campground at Jenny Lake that was unbelievably lucky considering that we now being there twice we know how difficult it really is uh, we get to camp, set up camp, and then we go on a hike, and we just start around Jenny Lake, and we go up to the Cascade Canyon trailhead area. And the Cascade Canyon trailhead area has two branching trails. And we are super tired. Like, Ethan's literally, like, walking as if, like, he is on glass, basically, because mm-hmm. his heels hurt so bad. Uh, I'm pretty exhausted. We only have oh so much water, but we're we're prepared to like go see more, right? Mm-hmm. That's kind of like the the general idea yeah. the entire day. It's like, well, I guess like yeah, this is amazing. Let's go see more. Yeah. So we start up the trail. <laughs> it's actually very funny considering the di- the difference in time and between us doing the trail that day and us doing the trail this last time. Uh, because I'd say the first, like, mile of the trail is just switchbacks in a forest, and, like, it's just, it's not super easy, it's not super terrible, but when you're super, like, when you're terribly exhausted like you are, you just, it sucks, it was awful. I think we did, like, maybe one or two switchbacks, and then took a break, and then one or two switchbacks, and took a break. Like, it was the most, like, difficult part of the trail for us. And we branch off and we go to Hidden Falls first, right? Yeah. So you go to Hidden Falls. No, it's not called that. It's not called Hidden Falls? No, you're thinking Hidden Canyon. No, no, we've been to Hidden Canyon Zion, I know, but what is it called? Maybe it's Hidden Falls. I, I think it is Hidden Falls. Okay. Uh, look it up. Let me look on this globe. Yeah, Ethan's, Ethan's got it. He... <laughs> Oh my god! It was just a map of the world. <laughs> like, let me let me locate this small detail <laughs> of one small piece of one state of one country. 
Where did All right. Hidden Falls? Hidden Falls? Hidden Falls. So we go to Hidden Falls. We have a... We, we have, have, our, <laughs> we have our Jamie. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. We have our, he's, he's looking it up. Caleb's going to look it up for us, folks. Uh, the answer's coming to you soon. But I'm pretty sure it's Hidden Falls. So I'm going to go with that. Uh, so we go to Hidden Falls. It's a, it's really populated. I mean, there are tons of people. Hidden Falls. Yeah, yeah bro. Let's go. Nice. That was right. Yeah. Nice. Thanks, man. <laughs> Ethan's congratulating me. So we go to Hidden Falls, and it's it's a very very beautiful area. I mean, it's kind of like misty um, from the falls, and you're just kind of walking up this lightly sloping trail towards them. And there were a ton of people all around taking photos. But I mean, even then, like if you were to go there alone. It would just be absolutely surreal. Yeah. And we we stopped there, and we took a little break, and then we uh, uh, got back up, and we headed out again. And there's another branch uh, off to the right, and we go to Observation Point. Or no, 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 Inspiration Point. Yeah, Inspiration Point. It was very inspirational. Yeah, no, to, we kept making that joke. Yeah, I mean, it uh, looked out right over Ginny Lake. It was the birthplace of humble adventures. Yeah. <laughs> what if we just lied and we're like, yeah, that's where we came up. No, with. I, I, <laughs> I guess I didn't. I didn't have it at that time. I didn't have it at that time. But uh, that would be hilarious, dude. What a what a terrible origin story to pick up. Like, yeah, that would be that would just be the worst. So we were there. It's also where KFC was founded. <laughs> also where KFC was founded. Great, great ideas born here. So, so we were at Inspiration Point. We were there for a little while. And that was a little bit more of a crowded area of the trail. But then we kept going up to Cascade Canyon. Yeah, I don't know about... There is this point where you're just like all of a sudden in Cascade Canyon. Right. And it... I was just like, it's Middle Earth, or Narnia, or something. <laughs> yeah, just, just some fantastical. Middle Earth's hard, I think, because like Lord of the Rings did a really good job, and so you'd actually kind of know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas like, like the the Narnia books did a terrible job, and you would never understand if you were actually in Narnia. Um, so it's like, you can say Narnia, and it sounds way more like, oh whoa, because you know how fake Narnia looks now because of those movies. <laughs> so. That's a good point. Yeah, so now, like, uh, think of it like Narnia. It was more more impressively unreal. Yeah. Nowhere that we had ever really been before or like anything we'd ever been to before. Yeah, it was ever like it. I mean, yeah. It, just walk in there, and there's just waterfalls flowing down each side of the canyon. Yeah, the, just the, the crazy, beautiful, like, transition from... You, like, literally every 10 degrees of your view is something new. Yeah. It's... And at the time, we were just so exhausted that we were, like, even more just in... You kept a beautiful, clear stream just running through the entire thing. Yeah, it's honestly like like if we were, like, uh, some weird version of Cain and Abel that found the way yeah. milk and honey. <laughs> <laughs> that would be... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's and, us. And then you know, I'm able. Did you guys swim at all? No, not not in there. I, we did this last time, or I did this last time. Um, but uh, like, and we're turning around on the trail this trip, and there's like a little calf moose, and then the mom, and it's just like all these little magical things happening as we're up there. It's just yeah, yeah. We literally saw a fairy. It w- so. <laughs> 
Literally. <laughs> we no, but, you know, that was uh, one of the more important and formative moments. Absolutely. That we had on all of our, all the trails we did that summer. That one comes out on top because of that. Yeah, it's like a, it's a special kind of moment because it makes you realize that there are actually places like that in the world. Yeah. And you're like, well, I got to find them all. <laughs> yeah, right? It's a... Yeah, it was the, is it, I guess you could call it a even more solidifying thing than anything, just the doing the right thing, being out here, doing what we're supposed to do. Yeah. Kind of thing. So, yeah, beautiful moment like that. So, this, just a couple weeks ago, when we went, it was, uh, I mean, we were looking to have that again. Obviously, it wasn't quite the same because it wasn't the first time, but it was still just epic, and we were so pumped to get back there leading up. I literally cried. Yeah, Noah Noah cried when we got into the canyon. I made Ethan hug me, because, I mean, it, when you know you're going back, when you go to a place you know you're going to come back, like, that yeah. happens. Like, like, sometimes you go to a really nice, like, McDonald's or something. You know? <laughs> this is the one for me. Like, and you know you're going back to a place, like, every time you do, you anticipate... The possibility that you'll never actually make it back. And so when it's not something like a McDonald's, but something like a national park that's several hours away from you at any given time, and the two of you live in different states, and any number of catastrophes could happen to either one of you in any way, shape, or form that could prevent it from happening ever again, you really like put into perspective like you made it back and it's like the craziest, most wonderful thing that could happen and every moment up to that point could have prevented it in some way shape or form like if we'd gotten no campsite at all in all of grand tetons and didn't have the time yeah and then it stormed monday like there were any number of things that could have stopped it from happening but it we came back yeah um and i guess well we spent two days in grand tetons this time yeah did you already cover that? Not really. Okay. So just kind of the setup for the second venture there. We were there for two nights, and we have been talking the place up quite a bit. Yeah. So we got to last time. It must have been a miracle last time that we went to Jenny Lake and got in there at like 8 a.m. For real. Like no trouble at all. Like yeah. immediately like in the line of cars found a campsite. And for those of you who don't know, Jenny Lake is the coveted campsite. Uh, and it's first come, first serve in Grand Teton National Park. Because it's the closest to the mountains and like getting in on all the fun trails. So we missed on, we missed the boat, but we got into, what, what was it called? What Signal lake? Mountain Lodge. Signal Mountain Lodge. Signal Mountain might be a, just a big hill. But anyway, that's... <laughs> Whoa, come on, man. <laughs> he's already, he's, a good view. He's, a already, good view. he's already shitting on Signal the issue with Signal Mountain is that people can drive to the top, so it immediately undercuts the achievement of actually just how like up Pikes there. Place isn't like the cool isn't the coolest fourteener because Pikes Peak, Pikes Peak, Pikes Place, Pikes Place roast from Starbucks. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Just kidding. So anyway, it's it's kind of akin to that, but we're we're not here talking about Signal Mountain. But we, you know what? 
that one makes it on the list of five most disappointing hikes. Whoa! We, we, we can do that for. Damn, no, do, dude, do, that's, just, that's... don't get into it. We'll talk about. Oh. We'll talk about it another time. But yeah. anyway, back to Cascade Canyon. I picked that hike. Yeah, I know. You but we've fun. all picked those hikes. I guess I also picked Osprey Falls though. Yeah. So you're fine. Okay. Um. Yeah. <sighs> so getting back, so we ended up staying at this place. Which was pretty cool. Um, we had a good site. The only issue with the site was the frequent uh, visit by uh, visits by a mother. mother bear and two her two cubs, like the combo a grizzly mother bear. No, it was, it was a black bear. No, he said it was a grizzly. No, he said it was a black bear. Do you say it was a grizzly? Ah, uh, okay, whatever, man. <laughs> Either way. No, we said... I can't Google this one. <laughs> Dude, I saw people crowding around, like, a uh, part of the woods earlier that day, and they were like, there's a black mother and her two cubs. Like, they just said it was a lone black bear. No, they didn't. Yeah, they did. It's like, what is reality, folks? <laughs> Well, That's I, another I, podcast for another day, Noah. <laughs> so anyway, I like what you did there. We're we're just gonna let this part of the conversation go. Yeah. So back to, so our campsite was pretty cool. Uh, you know, Matthew and Andrew had some issues setting up. They picked a part on a hill. <laughs> we'll also save that for another day. Yeah. <laughs> we so, we had a great night. Yeah, we, we did have a good night, so... But, but when we got to the campsite, lesson for anybody who's never camped, and especially around bears, the bear box is not a dumpster. Yeah. It, people, these people who were there before us left, I don't know, four or five trash bags in there. And there like, was marshmallow caked onto the picnic table. Meat stuck beer. on the grill, yeah. beer beer bottles. They drink Stella, so yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's it was legitimately like one of the grossest things to come upon at a campsite in such a nice area. Like it's just like how inconsiderate these people had to have been in thinking, like, yeah, you know, like there isn't like a ton of dumpsters around for me to just drive away and take these two in the two seconds it would take. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, leave no trace. So, Cascade Canyon was the second hike we did. We saved it for the last day of the trip. And oh, we, started, uh, we started pretty early in the morning. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I started the day with a bit of frustration because uh, no one seemed to be actually making motion with their body to get ready to go to the car to get to the hike. Ethan was getting pretty antsy. For sure. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, it was, I mean, you guys, like, just wouldn't do shit. I was like... <laughs> to be <laughs> fair, to be fair, Ethan did insist on us drinking every night. You know, that takes a toll, bro. Oh my goodness, that is not even remotely true. <laughs> Anywho, so we finally, at like 8 a.m., get to the, get to the hike. It was like around that time, right? Well, we yeah, waited yeah, to get, yeah. and then we took the ferry. Ferry to the Those beginning of the ferry. 
Huh? Go, just go ahead and say it. <laughs> no, earlier I mentioned that we saw a fairy, and like, oh. it was a joke, but it was also a double entendre. Thing. So we did, or not double entendre. Anyway. Yeah. Double entendre. Double entendre. <laughs> so, we got on the ferry, got to the trailhead, and started making our way up. I was, I, I was pushing the pace pretty decently. Okay, uh, so this actually was a conversation that I'm sure you'll love to talk to Matthew about. That Matthew and I had about, about our good Oh, 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 here we go. What was it? Okay, so, so this is super funny. Because Ethan Ethan doesn't hike in in a in a way that is compatible with most people's hiking pace, I would say. So Ethan's like main goal is to get to where we're trying to go. And that's super reasonable. But his second goal is to get there in as fast and meaningful a way as possible. He's not trying to like make the hike like blow by and like be like a super quick time he's merely just trying not to slow down for any potential reason at all ever and matthew and i at one point had a conversation basically along the lines of dude your brother can be kind of ridiculous and i was like what do you mean and he maybe said something like well, he stops to take a picture, but before waiting for, like, anyone else to stop, he, he takes it really quickly and then just, like, sprints to get in front of whoever, like, passed him. And I was like, oh, yeah, well, I mean, he's that's just, like, kind of how it is. And he was like, yeah, man. And, like, I don't understand why he doesn't want anybody else to, like, be in front. And I was like, well, he's got a certain cadence. And he really hates it when people pass us. <laughs> So if he's ever worried about people passing us, if he lets somebody else in front, it's not going to happen. And uh, and Matthew thought that was pretty silly, but I, I gave him this fun fact to uh, to soothe his uh, soothe his nerves. Uh, if you ever feel like you want to be in front, and somebody else won't let you, just know that they're in the easiest possible position in any grouping of hikers of three or more. Because when you set the pace, you're literally, like, least likely to get tired. Because when you have to follow someone while you hike, and it's not just them you're following, but you have to follow two people, technically, that person in the middle might not keep the pace. He might speed up and slow down. And then your pace gets fucked up. And once your pace gets fucked up, your breathing gets fucked up. And so you tire out a lot more quickly. So I never feel bad when I'm the first one to break out panting. So I 100% believe that. <laughs> Why did he want to be in front? No, nah, I mean, I think, uh, I mean, he was a troop leader in the scouts. I think that's accurate. We'll have to fact check that. He looked that up. Okay. One, one, Matthew, I hope you're listening. Say it to my face. Say it to oh! my face. Dude, he's going to get pissed. He's going to be pissed. Man, you don't get pissed at me. Uh, you know, I didn't think that it was going to go this way. <laughs> Anywho, Noah, here's a a question for you towards the end of this podcast. One, could he even outpace me anyway? Could he? Yeah. Uh, There's very little chance, but I will say this. You're really bad with caterpillaring. Uh, So, caterpillaring. Oh, yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah, so it's like... If you're at the front of a, of a like group of people and you want to stop, you need to slow down first so that you're all like together. 
wait until you get on a flat piece of like ridge line if you're hiking upwards and then call for a stop. Don't stop when you get to a flat piece of the ridge line and wait for everybody to catch up to you just to fucking start again. Because it's really, really hard on the people that are behind you and they really don't even get a chance to say anything because they're so out of breath. <laughs> they're just like, it's fucked. Like, whatever. In seven days, no one could have said that? <laughs> no, for me, I just, like, know how to, like, to counteract that, by the way, if you see the person stop and they're ahead of you, just don't keep, like, let, let the distance stay there. Don't catch up to them. If you want to prevent caterpillaring and you don't want it to be a conversation, literally, all you got to do is stop where you're at whenever you see the person in front of you stop. Fixes are, the problem. Are you just saying that he was mad he wasn't in as good a shape as me? That is, Ethan literally took that in the weirdest way possible. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's what you're saying. It's like so, a, it's like a hundred percent what I said, and like zero percent what you said, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I'm just insulted. Anyway, don't feel insulted, man. You know, I love hiking with you. Thanks, man. Wait, so he hates hiking with me? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, dude! Calm down. No, anyway. So we're in Cascade Canyon. Yeah. Is this okay? So we get into Cascade Canyon, right? And like, we had we had it, was, it had been an interesting time uh, getting up there because I think everyone was pretty much in agreement, even from the beginning, that it was just like we were off to an amazing start. Like, it's super beautiful, even when you're down in the forested area of the Grand Tetons. Like, you are surrounded by so much like diverse foliage. It's amazing. Yeah. And you really get into like like uh looking at all of the beautiful stuff around you to the point that it it isn't that hard of a of a hike to get up into the canyon itself. But once you actually get into the canyon and the Tetons are just laid bare in front of you, it it really does kind of blow your mind. And I mean that's like mo- the majority of the conversation from then on was just like how is this even real? Like there's another waterfall. There's another waterfall. And for Matthew and Andrew, who hadn't been before, I think, like, their their sense of awe at seeing it for the first time kind of re-upped our sense of awe at seeing it a second time. And, I mean, for me, I cried a lot. And I was at the back, and, and I didn't tell anybody because manly, manly things. You're, we're all the first to hear it on this podcast. Yeah, congratulations. I'm going to open about my emotions just after I'm done emoting. Yep. And, uh... Basically, and that's actually probably true of a lot of people. Um, <laughs> so uh, basically, we get up there and it's just amazing, and everyone recognizes it, and we're just having a, just a great time. And like the the change, the real significant change in our in our journeys was that when we got to the uh, fork of the canyon, which we hadn't gotten to the first time. Uh, we stopped, I would, I would say, having now hiked the entire thing like half a mile before. Yeah. Like, we really got pretty deep in there, and we thought that we were further away from the fork than we were. But we got in there, got to the fork, and we decided to go further to Lake Solitude. Mm-hmm. And, like, Lake Solitude, despite being the hardest hike I've ever done in my life, uh, yeah. was, I mean, is crazy. Like, you really, it really did kind of just, like, kind of punch you in the face with the fact that there's always more to yeah. be seen. 
No, yeah. I mean, it was that's what was cool was we had thought we like hit the peak of the area and then it's even more. Yeah. And Lake Solitude was uh was yeah, just an epic moment. I mean, you and the others kind of spoiled the moment for me at the beginning. <laughs> um, no, no, but now it all comes full circle because now that I know that everyone was talking shit <laughs> on my hiking skills. Uh, okay, not everyone. Yet, you know, well, Andrew could actually keep up, you know, so. Yeah, Andrew killed it, man. Yeah, unlike you, Matthew. Wow. Unlike you. Matthew, I want to apologize. I won't forget this. But now we're kind of even because... Okay, so here's what happened from a reasonable person's perspective. So, we get up to Lake Solitude after about three miles of hiking and almost 4,000 feet of elevation change. We get up there and we're like, hey, this is pretty amazing. And Andrew and I were pretty far behind Matthew and Ethan at this point. Probably like, like 20 yards. We had stopped before cresting the last ridge because we were worried that there was going to be more and that, like, the sign was lying to us about it being super close. Like, we legit both were like, if it's not there, like, I'm going to be super pissed if I try to, like, push this and get way too tired. Yeah. So we were both exhausted and out of water, and we're just like, all right. And so we get up there, and Ethan and Matthew have, like, already passed the trail actually leading to the shore of Lake Solitude. And me and Andrew are like, what are they doing? So we go and follow past, and we're like, we're like, there's a trail. Like, what's going on? And like, Ethan's trying to find, or Ethan and Matthew have uh, trailblazed their way onto an area where they weren't supposed to be because the entirety of Lake Tal- Lake Solitudes are a rehabilitation zone. Here we were still on the trail to Artist Point. Yeah. And yeah, we went off trail like a few feet. Yeah, I was kind of a dick about it. Um. Being honest. Yeah, and about my pace. So, <laughs> dude, I hate that salsa. So, <laughs> I fucking love pace salsa. If pace salsa, if you want to sponsor <laughs> this podcast. Sponsor, oh my god. So we get up there, man, and like Ethan stops after I tell him to get off the get off the lawn, basically. And he's like, "Let's go further and find out like where we can get to the shore." And I was like, "I don't care that there are all those people back there." So I turned around. Noah loves to share with everybody, man. Yeah. So I I turn around. Wait. I turn around and I uh I walk I walk back towards the trail and start heading over to the lake. And Ethan, who who like wasn't paying attention to what we were doing and had totally turned around himself to walk further, realizes that nobody's behind him. And he turns around and he goes, Hey, what the fuck? And this is the funny part, folks. This is the funny part. Because all of us were just like, dude, you've literally done that so many times. We're like, we stop and you just walk away. <laughs> and like, <laughs> totally have no consideration. He, here's where Ethan finds out two weeks later that, every, <laughs> that everyone <laughs> hated it. Hated, no, shh. That everybody hated hiking with him is jealous that he is in such better shape. <laughs> And has such Dude. skill with the camera, and everyone is just so upset. <laughs> Dude, this is like if somebody made that reference or that cliche saying, like, aired your dirty laundry, but if the laundry was like one shirt and a pair of shorts. 
<laughs> like, this is nothing, man. Anyway, so I, I, I spent my trip trying to experience nature while, <laughs> while others were talking shit. Dude, calm so, down. So anyway. Yeah. Isn't... So anyway, we turn around. Uh, Ethan finally realizes like he should just drop it. So <laughs> yeah, we we're walk. just we're, we're okay. So we're now chilling at Lake Solitude. Don't you make dinner? Ever? Yeah, I do. Um, <laughs> everybody kind of finds their own spot, just hanging out, and you know, there's a lot of Instagramming going on. Well, I mean, I like the eight to ten people that were there. There, yeah, there were, there's a dozen people, and more showed up. Yeah. A dozen. Like a dozen people. Baker's dozen dozen. I'm going to start the grill while you uh, continue the story. Okay, me. yeah, so I'll, I'll probably finish it. I'll just. Okay. I'll leave you a nice end note. Are you actually not going to come back? Say goodbye. Yeah, say goodbye. I'll be back. We got close with those questions. Oh, okay, okay. All right, man. Oh, man, I don't know how I'm going to keep this going. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> so uh, this is just me now, I guess. Here we are. Here? I mean, you can come sit down. Yeah, yeah. I guess I'll just act like I'm, I'll just tell you what okay. happened. All right. All right. So Caleb's stepping up to bat now, folks. Yeah, yeah. That's gonna be a really good podcast. I think. I think those will be really entertaining. At least that's like my. Maybe I'm over assessing how funny this has been, though. I've enjoyed it. So basically, like. We get we get up to Lake Solitude, and after after we have a little clash of the hikers, uh, we we go and settle down uh, over by uh, the edge of the lake. And Ethan Ethan decides to see like what it's like to jump in. There are a couple of people. God, this is like probably the the most jarring moment to be had out of uh, the entire time we were there because it was just like a super. It's just a super unreal thing, but not in a good way, in a very like Hollywood way, uh, because we get up there and these this this guy we had met, uh, <laughs> this guy we had met, and two girls literally jumped off of a rock into the water and like did a pose for like a camera, and it was like do it for the gram kind of thing, and they literally yelled do it for the gram, I think. Yeah. And like it was just like ah like like why are you doing this up here? Yeah. It's like why are you showing like why are you showing that out here? Yeah. So we're all we we kind of like let that moment pass, and I mean, like once you kind of soak in the beauty of it, like you're you're basically in a bowl. You're in a bowl made of mountain. Yeah. <laughs> and it's yes. and it's freaking amazing because like it, it it's literally like you're Jack from uh, Jack at the Beanstalk or whatever, and you're like yeah. you're like getting stuck inside the giant's bowl. Like you climb super high to get there, and now you're just like hanging out, just relaxing on, a, on what amounts to a beach. Yeah, the analogy fell Taking apart. Taking a swim. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, Ethan jumped in. How are the glacial waters, man? Yeah, they were uh, nice and frigid. Hey, for I don't, for anyone that doesn't know, can you tell us what frigid means? <laughs> <laughs> means uh chili oh like the food yeah <laughs> but yeah no it was a it was a great swim but getting out of the water was well you took post swim you took one of now is the better photos of me yeah so i was ethan's photographer for this trip um 
I uh, I took photos of him, which is like a really interesting thing. I was a photographer's photographer. Yep. I feel I feel special. Yeah. Well, it's just slamming cooking and quoted. <laughs> she mad? No. Okay. This is live. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, so we we spent, I don't know, how long did we spend up there? Like an hour and a half? Yeah, we spent, yeah, we probably spent about an hour and a half. I slept for a while. Yeah. I, just, I literally just sat down in the sun and like laid out in front of the, in front of the water and just fell asleep. Yeah. So that, that was definitely a great highlight. Uh, later on, like towards when we were leaving, we saw more doing it for the gram. Yeah, we did. Yeah, and then Matthew was hitting on them. Well, let's not get into that now. No. <laughs> it's out there now. The revenge has been set. Oh, my God. Anyway, yeah. What right. revenge you take, that, sir? That bounce off what I was saying. Okay, so uh, we we pack up our stuff. We really don't have a ton of water, um, but we're I mean, going I, downhill. I, I still had a liter of water because I, I come prepared. <laughs> I mean, I drank more water than you. I'm saying, like, I drank all of the water I had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just didn't need it because he's in such good shape. Folks, yeah. folks, for those of you that don't know, Ethan Essig is in really good shape. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay, so we get up there, or we're getting down now, and, like, everyone is kind of just, like, we're all ready to, like, sort of come down from the highs of the day. And as we come back through, we're, we're kind of in that, like, more relaxed state. Like, Jesus, this really is kind of amazing. Like, instead of being, like, out, like, bursting out about stuff, we're more, like, self-reflecting. Like, I really, like, just mm-hmm. am amazed. Yeah. And uh, we we end up uh, going down and get down to the fork in the canyon and take a little break. Uh, I think we answered some people's questions mm-hmm. that have been at the fork. Yeah. And then uh, we hiked back through the canyon, and we ended up meeting up with uh, a guy we had met earlier on the trail named Alex. Yep. I wonder if Alex will listen to this. Maybe. But uh, we we hiked back with him, and then we hitched a ride on the ferry, and we were, like, we were super thankful that the ferry provided water. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. That's we, great. we enjoyed that immensely. We, we drank quite a lot of their water. Well... Here, why don't we, uh, okay, now we got the, all right, so we're gonna, we're gonna wrap up the podcast, and, you know, I hope you guys enjoyed the kind of sporadic stories, so I'm gonna give Noah five questions, five rapid-fire questions, as in rapid-fire answer, to, uh, to wrap this thing up, so, uh, you know, first question, what, what'd you get out of Cascade Canyon? What did I get? Yeah. Um, the biggest thing I got out of Cascade Canyon was the realization that, like, people will constantly say these things even after they've done them, but, like, oh, I'll never do that again, or I'll never have time for that, or there'll never be a moment where I'll be able to, and this just proves that it isn't true. Yeah. As long as you keep it a high priority, and not in, like, a passive way. Like, you can't just think, like, every time you think of, like, a top ten thing you'd want to do if you could list, like, oh, my number one is this. It's like you need to like make it a goal and to pursue that goal. One hundred percent. You know, I had similar thoughts coming out of that. It was just the fact that um, 
thankful that I make going on these adventures a priority in my life, and if you want to see things like that, you have to. Okay, question number two. Besides Cascade Canyon, what are your next two favorite hikes we did? Osprey Falls and Bunsen Peak. Bunsen Peak, okay. We found two piles of human shit at the top of Bunsen Peak, but we're well, not going to get told, into that. You, you told me you didn't, you didn't let me count the hot springs as a hike. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I just wanted to say that. Oh, like, okay. Bunsen Peak was beautiful. <laughs> I just wanted to point that part of the story out. All right. You know, for me, I would go with Osprey Falls and then Slough Creek. The Slough Creek Trail, I cannot wait to go further in there. I, I thought it was, I thought that was pretty epic. Question number three. Tent, TP, cabin. What? I one, think, I think rank you had, it, had one, two, and three. options here. No, rank those one, no, two, I three. No, I think there's another option you're missing. I think car. Car. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Noah did sleep in the car. Okay, here. We'll do a top five. Uh, rank these five. Tent, teepee, hammock, car, cabin. Is that your ranking of the five? No. <laughs> okay, uh, number one is tent for me. I like sleeping in a tent. Um, I love my tent. Uh, yeah. <laughs> story for another day. Story for another day. I said I would say number two uh probably a cabin um i enjoy like a really nice cabin like a, mm -hmm. like a very quality one and yeah especially when it's like on its own um i'd say number three go for the hammock yeah uh i have not slept in a hammock so i cannot speak as to whether or not it's good but i've heard amazing things and i mean it's basically like a tent but not um, yeah on the ground yeah so then uh, TP for sure, uh, provides comfort, is a little strange. It's actually very strange. I don't know why, like, what brings someone to one to. Ethan obviously knows. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I never asked, I guess. So that's number, that's number four for comfort. Number five, don't sleep in your car. <laughs> number yeah. five, if you have the opportunity, don't sleep in your car. Unless you have a bed in there. I know a guy, my, my friend Tanner, he put a bed in his car, and that, that worked fine. Yeah. Don't sleep in the passenger seat of your car. Especially don't sleep in the driver's seat. All right. The wheel. So, last question, then we're going to close this podcast out. Out of the three parks, what is your number one recommendation in each park? Uh, I would say you can't go wrong with either the Medicine Loop Trail or Castle Trail for Badlands. I mean, they are the... the it, they're very obvious choices, but I would say if you if you're trying not to do a lot, the loop, um, just right by the visitor center. If you were to turn right out of the visitor center to go east, that is the loop that you want to do when you get up to that like little parking lot area because it, it has a lot of variety in it. Um, the best one for Yellowstone, ah. Uh, Dude, man. Mount Washburn. Yeah. If it's open, Mount Washburn. Like yeah. we didn't really hike anything that beat Mount Washburn this time around. Yeah. Um, and then definitely Cascade Canyon for Grand Teton. Yeah. I would say Saddle Mountain Lodge, but I think that's obvious. It's everybody does it. Yeah. Because <laughs> you can drive up there, folks. Do not drive up a mountain. It it's like it's like throwing your cake on the floor and then pretending like you still like it. <laughs> yeah. No, for real. All right, well, Caleb, thank you for being here. Noah, thank you for being here. Matthew, 
Andrew, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for joining the trip. Um, Thank you all for listening. You know, this is a topic uh, and trip and destinations dear to my heart. So we'll definitely be talking about them more. And I appreciate you putting up with the unedited, slightly vulgar at times, sporadic conversations between me and my brother. So I hope you find them interesting. Hope you get some value out of it. And we will... Uh, I guess do nothing because this is audio next time, but hope, you know, see you guys next time. Bye. There you go. Bye. <laughs>